0: yes sir and welcome to the road to damascus where it's not about the road it's about the journey I'm your host Brock Hendricks, and I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of Road to Damascus. Before I introduce the people that's gonna help me navigate the ship, I just want to tell you how you can participate. You can participate by following us on our social medias. That's road to Damascus. That's road the number two, Damascus, on Instagram as well as on Twitter, or you can reach us by email, road to Damascus at iCloud.com. That's road to Damascus at iCloud.com. Any show ideas, topics, feedbacks, or any overall things you'd like to talk with us about, shoot us a shoot us an email. I get the messages to uh, the rabbi and to Stefan and to Lauren. We'd love to have any feedback from you guys. And now it's time to start the show. And we do that by introducing the people that help me navigate. We always start with the man to my left. Say what's up to the people, Steph. How you how you doing today, Steph? How you doing? All right, all right. Good to have you. Good to have you. And our returning champion, the honorable, the invenerable, the one who stirs this ship. I am the young Padawan, and she is the great Jedi. Say what up to him, Rabbi. How you doing? (laughs) She got that lightsaber ready for y'all. She got that lightsaber ready for y'all. You know, every week is going to be something different. You know, I got to
1: <laughs> You never know
2: what's going to happen. <laughs> never I know. was trying to pull up my app. I got the, the Jedi, the noise, the, zoom, the, the, the lightsaber zoom, noise.
0: Zoom. How y'all doing today? Oh, I'm great. Steph, hey, you man. doing well? All right, yeah, I'm doing good today. So uh, normally I start to show off and <clears throat> we go right into uh, the topic that we're going to talk about today. But you know what today feels like? Today feels like a freestyle day. And you know, with a freestyle, that that means several topics, or two or three, four, or five individual topics that we talk about a f- little bit, or two topics or three topics that we dive into. So let's see where this goes today. So I don't. We one thing we do with freestyle show, we never know what the other people are going to bring up. So there's no prep time. So this all comes off the dome. And because of that, we starting with the rabbi today. <laughs> Well, no, because you said, I already know what I'm gonna talk about.
1: It's because I, tr- I always have something to talk about.
0: Well, or I always know you always got an arrow in the quiver, as they say. Uh, you have an arrow in the quiver?
1: <laughs> you know, my, my brain's always work. I tell you this, I've, I've been in this, I've been having this conversation with a few people, lately, and, and I talked about it a little bit this morning. Like I've realized um, that like my real superpower, it's just being me,
0: a black woman.
1: Yeah, you know, it's just being me, and everybody.
0: What well, I thought everybody's being a black woman was a a superpower.
1: It's being them. It it is. <laughs> now, that's that's an entirely different conversation, <laughs> you know. But everybody's superpower is really being authentically who they are. Okay. Like God chose you because He wanted you, and He wanted you to do it the way you were gonna do it. He doesn't need you to pretend to be somebody else or um, try to make it palatable for somebody else or shave um, some of your edge off or turn your light down. He called you because he knew exactly who you were. There's nobody who can do it like you. They're not going to do it the way you do it, say it the way you say it, because nobody else is you. And I think we cause people to try to fit in instead of authentically belonging. Like, you you shouldn't be trying to fit in. You already belong. Nobody's mad about you breaking out of the box except the people who make the boxes. So we have to be willing to just be who we are. And what made me think about this is I'm about to be real transparent.
0: Uh, We love when you're transparent. Always.
1: I am. I'm about to be really transparent. Well, I think we
0: all on this show can be very transparent. Oh,
1: absolutely. Um. It's, it's probably been about three weeks now, and I was standing in the closet, and I was getting ready to uh, get dressed for church. And I stood in the closet, and I was looking. What, what am I going to wear? I know what I wanted to wear, and I just wanted to put on some jeans. I wanted to put on some jeans and some gym shoes, and I just wanted to go. And I remembered, like, a week or so before, one of uh, the congregants – she had on some black jeans, um, a, a T-shirt, a black T-shirt with something on it, and some black and white Vans. And I thought, oh, you know, everybody's treating her, you know, normal and regular. And I was like, I can't do that. And I'm standing there in the closet, and I had that that moment with myself, like, I why can't I do that? And it just took me back, and then, You know, God reminded me like, like, Hey, that, that was a piercing moment for you. And you've got to allow that to heal up because I still need you to be you. And I still need you to be who you are. And you can't spend time trying to make people happy with you or to control somebody else's perception of, and we talked about a little bit in in the pre-show that people can't hear what you say because they're concerned with how you look or, Um, They're looking at the appearance. But I was in the closet standing there, and, like, tears just started to roll. And because people's perception of me, like, I'm still trying to manage how other people. And I remember shopping in the men's department, clearly, because, I, you know, personally, I, I think men's clothes fit better because I wasn't comfortable with my body. So, you know, you go in the women's department, everything is skinny jeans, and I'm not skinny, you know, so I had to grasp the concept that skinny just means they fit. It was the word skinny that was bothering me, and it, if people are honest, it probably bothers them too, but women's clothes, they fit so tight, and it didn't matter where you went, what store you went to, everything had the same fit. Everything was skinny, and um, I was also in, in, in a relationship with the females also at the time, so you, I dressed a certain way, but I also re- remembered that being in that relationship, she drove me to dress that way because of how she wanted me to look.
0: So she wanted you to be the stud. Yeah. The term to be that masculine. we are. Yeah. Now,
1: I've never just been feminine because it wasn't like, that's not how I grew up.
0: Right. I remember you. you know? yeah. Well, we we did the podcast where you kind of gave your testimony right. about how your mom raised hey, you. And, your... you know,
1: she, she was feminine, but not frilly. Right. So, you know, we wore dresses on Sunday. That was it. I don't need. We don't need to do that every day. I still feel like that. I like to be comfortable. You know. I remember it was Easter Sunday, and you know we grew up climbing trees. I'm from Mississippi, so you climb the trees. And I had on this little dress with the ruffles and the socks with the ruffles around the ankles.
2: <laughs> with those little black shoes. Listen, I got to see these pictures. I just want. I just. I just want to see. There's
0: two pictures I want to see. <laughs> I want to see the picture with you with the dress on, no matter how age you are because this is going to be like that's Shonda with a dress on and the second one is this church French roll that I you did the, the French roll hairdo that you keep bringing up because I, I I ain't seen Man, it yet that, it, I'm
1: telling uh, you.
0: do pictures exist yes okay I need to see those
1: I have to I get that for you um but I remember this the Easter Sunday and you know she got us dressed and I went outside and climbed the tree because it's taking too much time So I went outside, I was playing, and I climbed the tree, tore all the ruffles off the the dress and off the socks. And so I was like, well, I guess I'm just going to have to put on my after-church outfit. Because back then you had your Easter outfit, then you had your little shorts and stuff that you could put on after-church. And I was like, oh, well, I I guess I'm just going to have to put that on. And I'm still the same way. You go through with the stockings and the heel. I can do it. Let's not get it twisted. (laughs) Let's let the record show. I can do it with the best of them. That's just not my preference. And, But standing in the class, that's how people want you to look so that they can accept you and so they're not entangled with your past. People want you to look like they need you to look instead of how you just are. And I realized, man, there's a part of me that's still trying to control um, somebody's image of me, and that's just not my job. When you're getting up in the morning to get ready to go into the house of God, you should only be thinking about the gift that you're taking to him. We should only be... Um, encapsulated with what we are about to engage in. And I think for me, not just for me in the moment, standing in the closet trying to decide what I'm going to put on, but for those who are listening, to be aware of how you're causing people to respond. You know, to what are you doing? How are you showing up in the world? Is how you're showing up in the world being helpful or is it hurtful? Like when you are in the presence of an individual, are you able to see them as they are or are you seeing everything as you are? Because that's how most people are. We don't see things as it is. We see it as we are. So when you encounter someone like that, are you secure enough in who you are as a person to continue to ride with that knowing that God knew exactly who you were. He knew exactly, before you got here, he knew every choice that you were going to make, every situation you were going to encounter. He knew everything you were going to do, how long you were going to stay there. He knew what it was going to do to you mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. And he knew the wrestle that you would have coming out of it. He called you anyway. So how dare we not trust the power of God in our own lives? So how dare we not trust the vision of God for our own lives and allow him to maneuver us, you know, through changes Like there was a part of me still focused on people instead of God, and that was a revelation for me standing in the closet that day, just trying to decide what I was gonna put on. Even though there's not a one pair of men's pants in my closet, it was still the struggle with people seeing me in jeans and and a t-shirt with my hair the way it is, and I'm not growing it out. Matter of fact, the older I get, the shorter it'll get. But still thinking about perception of
0: me. Well, I, I don't think you can ever change someone's perception you of you. Um at the end of the day, you were uniquely made to be who you are. I mean, even just to kind of take it biblically, remember when David came into the room when Samuel was there to bless who was going to be the next king at David. the house. He see some some little shorty short runt joke and walk in there and uh yeah, that's the next king right yeah, there. All the, all the brothers and I know the you know how it is the first couple come in looking like like oh he he got to be him nope but that goes by what sight sight what we see what we think mm-hmm. a king should look like what we think and even even within the church what we think a minister should look like how we right. think a minister should talk um. The cadences that we listen for—if right. they don't have certain cadences and and things—well, like, I wanna tell you how, what gun mm-hmm. you gotta have that pause or that that yak as we used to call it, mm-hmm. or I used to call it the wood bangers and things right. like that. So somebody like a Fred Price doesn't get the same recognition as a T.D. Jakes or as a Noel Jones. But if you really dug deep into what Fred Price did, he was a teacher. He never preached, but right. his stuff was hair. V, Evidence. Evidence. <laughs> you, you understand what I'm saying? Yep. So it, it's just one of those things where, you know, you can't change people's perception. And when you decide to do something, it has to be for you. Right. And what you feel as though that you needed to do for yourself, because there's certain things you will do, especially in our youth. We do things because we're concerned about how other people see us. Mm-hmm. Whether it's people in a relationship. I just read, I just heard a few weeks ago about a woman that had to go and have surgery because she would not pass gas in front of her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And it was causing a backup of her never passing I'm, yeah, yeah. Let's be mature. We're all into what was she taking Tums. No, but no, but she wouldn't pass gas and it caused like uh, like a blockage that she had to yeah, like
2: a gastro, or something, man. yeah,
0: something like that. But I'm just saying, why? If you got to pass gas, you got to pass gas, like right. even if you just leave the room, if you don't want to pass gas in front of him, but for you to just sit there and hold it, right? Like, I know how that feel, that stomach cramp you get trying to hold it's like, yeah. no, nah, I'm not going through all of that. He
1: backs up and make a bubble,
0: right? Man, what and some people didn't actually thought they was having a heart attack because of that, but. At the end of the day, is because she cared about... If he not going to be with you because your gas smell bad... Right. Like, I mean, I'm pretty sure your breath stink in the morning. <laughs> I mean... I, you, you, right. You know, nobody waking up with fresh, minty breath. Right. Y, you, you know, if you don't put deodorant on, first thing after you... You know, you start sweating. Absolutely. It's going to be an odor. So, at the end of the day, we can't... Well, you should brush your teeth and put deodorant on because that's just... Something we should do. I right. know some people don't believe in, you know, they buy the times and all that other stuff. That's another show for another day. But <laughs> but you under what well, you laughing at the times? Another conversation for another day. This ain't that podcast. But uh,
2: <laughs> I thought it was just aluminum free.
0: Well, but you can get other aluminum free. Ah, you that actually will help protect. Oh my god! I don't feel like that Not always helps. <laughs> right.
1: Well, you know. I you got
0: to consider your pH, too. Yeah, and yeah, that. and all of that. But I don't want to go straight from where we was at. But, no, I just understand because, like I said, and we've had this conversation before, Shonda, I, don't, I think that was the show it was just me and you when you kind of gave that testimony. Okay. But the yeah. way you dress, the way your hair look, you know, if somebody saw you and didn't know you, mm-hmm. first thing they thought, oh, she a lesbian. Right. Like, it, it, no doubt about it. And I'm pretty sure you still get hit on by women. All the time, because you know. Hey,
1: look, Khalee said her milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Mine just seems to bring everybody. So you do, you do do what you do. I mean, you know. Steph, hey. you got
0: you
2: want to add?
0: Yeah, to, no. So uh, to I the milkshake. Say, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, it's kind of hard to
2: focus <laughs> because the song is in my head now. So any right, idea right. that I had is gone. <laughs> no, so I will say. Um, You know, uh, maturity allows us to see certain things, not so much as to what's on the exterior, but what actually matters. Right. You know, so we, a lot of times when we're younger, we get so caught up. Like, I know I still hear a lot of people that's, you know, my age, I'm 32 years old, and they still talk about, like, you know, having designer things and doing all this kind of stuff just to impress people. Right. I've never been one of those who really cared about that kind of thing. You know, so if it, if if somebody sizes me up by how much I make and how much I have based on something like that, that's ignorance, right? Right. So then, I've seen a lot of older people that probably cared about those things in the past because they they've actually said they have on certain cases. You know, they 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 looked at older pictures of themselves or or, or or themselves, and then they said, you know, I was fat back then. I was this and that. Then they look at the picture and they say. I wasted all that time back then thinking I was fat and I actually look good. So we really got to look at these perspectives of our lives and we got to say, let's get into a mature mindset about certain things and not just judge people based on where they are in their lives, where they're at, and they just keep kind of seeing for who they are. you know. And it's kind of hard to see somebody for who they are when you already have a, a preconceived notion of what right. you think they are. Right. You understand? So it's it's a better thing to go into it and you say, let me look at this person. Let me hear what this person has to say. Let me not just uh, prejudge this person based on how they look, what they have. But let me actually listen to them, try to process it. Then I can see certain things differently. And I really learn it, like I said, from older people. Right, They get to a certain point. They don't care. They'll, they'll, they'll pretty much talk to anybody, say anything, and then they'll say, man, that, that's a smart person. And, Who? Right over there? It ain't that one that's that's loud. It's that one right there. Right. I've heard our our, our, our dad say certain things certain times, and we we talked about women, of course, mm-hmm. right? And then, you know, back in the day, we used to say, man, she's so beautiful, this and that. He used to be like, I, 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 that don't bother me. That's what he says. Right. And we'd be like, what? You know? She's beautiful, though. He'd be like, man, one day you're going to get older and you're going to want somebody that's going to take care of you. Them, them looks going to fade. I've gotten to the point, no, I understand that now. I don't fully understand it, but I understand some of it. Right. Probably an entry-level understanding. <laughs> you know <what> I'm saying? <laughs> really? But, no, we had the
0: conversation the other With day.
2: You, me and
0: Stefan, and I said, you have to, I said, at this stage in my life, I really understand why they say the person you marry has to be your best friend. Mm-hmm. Like some people say that their yep, person yep, is their yep. best friend, but it's not. Because yep. you have a friendship with somebody, nobody, I don't think any of us have friendships based on how the other person look. No. No. But the conversation, the way they make us feel, the, the, the things they bring to the table. If the person in your relationship ain't that for you, then the, whatever you married them for under that false pretense, when that's no longer there.
1: You're going to have Nothing. Nothing. And then the arguments are different. Like as long as they are as beautiful or as fine as you need them to be, we can work through these arguments, you know, because you, you see them differently. But when that starts to change,
2: that's when you you start to use it as ammo.
1: Right. You, you know, know, I didn't know you
2: had a bubble head like that. Right.
1: <laughs> it's like, what? You know, you're, <laughs> you, you feel differently about right. those disagreements. Absolutely. You know, you don't feel, you know, you're not as forgiving or you don't do it as quick, yep. you know, yep. as you yep. used to. Um, yeah, we we have got, we give everybody freedom except the person that we're with. Like the person that you're in a relationship with, they don't have the same freedoms as your friends. Like your friends, they can come and go as they please. You know, they can they can say certain things that you, you might not like. But you know, that's that's my friend. That's my boy. That's oh, how they. Know, that's they, that's just the way they are. Right. But if your partner does that, they don't have the same freedoms. You know, when they get ready to leave, well, where are you going? What time are you coming back? Who are you going with? You, you don't trust me. Or they say something, why you say that? I can't believe you said you'll say things to, you, to your partner that you wouldn't dare say to your friend because I don't want to mess up the friendship.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What about the person that you're in a relationship with?
2: Is even more important. It is, yeah, because guess 100%. what?
1: At night, your friend's gone. This person is still there with you. This is the person you've agreed to spend the rest of your life with. But they don't have the, same, the luxury of the freedom they should have just because they're with you. And I think that's why relationships don't work. Like they
2: should. No, 100%. I I was actually having a conversation with somebody about that recently, and I was saying most people, they lose themselves to try to make something work in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And a relationship typically only works when both people have their own life and they come together to share a life.
1: But that's what we were just talking about with the image. You start shaving stuff off of yourself Because I don't want him to be mad or I don't want her to be mad fit. I don't want him to think I don't like this. I don't want him to think I ain't going to do it. But, you know, you're not going to do it. But I don't want you to think I'm not going to do it. So you start losing pieces of yourself. And now nobody in the relationship is authentic. You don't have an authentic relationship anymore. You've melted into her. She's melted into you. I don't want to be in a relationship with me. I wanted to be in a relationship with you. But somewhere along the way, we've lost all of that. And now we can't get along. Now relationship means nothing. We don't have an authentic relationship anymore.
0: Because you weren't who you were ever in a relationship or I wasn't who I ever was in a relationship. I I didn't do this because you didn't like it and you didn't do this because I didn't like Like, it. I don't even like this show, but I'm
1: watching it now like the girl who couldn't pass gas. I can guarantee you she passed gas freely.
0: Oh, no, you Before about, you about relationship. to, I, or, and probably since then after going to that hospital, you catching right. all this gas.
1: Hey, but you have that freedom. You sitting around with your with the fellas, y'all watching TV, somebody blow one, everybody laughs. So, y'all, who, who did it? Who, who You know, who did it? Whoever First one who it, knew it, it, yeah, first yeah. one who
0: knew it, blew it. Right, I, I then
1: you in a relationship, okay, now we can't. It's natural.
0: It's natural. Yeah, you sitting there looking like. What's your problem? Right, what you ate? Right, right, right. You too
1: cute to smell like that? Here we go. Right. Here right. we go. Like no, come on. It's not a burp.
2: So so it's really about actually burps is worse. I don't like that below these... <laughs> <laughs> you know that. But I got no, a pet no, but, but no, like that, even
0: right? even. <laughs> hey, no, I didn't. I didn't had. I didn't. I didn't had. Uh, I think you. I've used this expression in front of you before, Shonda, where you walk into a room and something smell like a wet sneeze. You ever had that smell of that wet sneeze? Mm, yeah, you be yeah. like... Yeah, that and that now Oscar <laughs> Myers. Like, you oh. be like... You <laughs> be like... That wet... But no, but it goes back to... To bring it back, it goes back to what you said, Shonda. People not allowed to be themselves. Right. That our greatest superpower is being us. None, none of us are a monolith. Even within the black community, like... And it's funny because even within the black community there's a lot of things we don't agree with amongst each other right. and we fight and bicker about mm-hmm. until somebody on the outside make us mad. Then all of a sudden, <laughs>
1: even if are united front, we are
0: united front, oh, but we can't be a united front. No other time. But it, but our superpower is the ability to be who you are unapologetically,
1: right. unapologetically, you really have to.
0: And I think I would tell anybody that's who you, if you have to, if you can't be yourself unapologetically in a church, in a relationship, in a, in a, in a, in a band, in a job, then that's not the place that you should be. Right. Because at the end of the day, your individualism is the thing that's going to make you stand out. That's going to make you, allow you to do the things that you do. When you go to, like, beyond, I'll be honest with people. The church I go to, I stick out like a sore thumb.
1: Because you're so tall?
0: No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> because I even you do too, Sean, because we don't have the same. It's like a, a bit of a monolithic mindset. I, I don't want to say too much people think, but I'm just saying, like we, like as far They're as
1: listening to us on the podcast, oh, I, I, God exactly bless them. We think no, no,
0: thinking. no, no, but no, no. I mean, they can listen, and there's no offense, but I'm just right. saying, like me and my pastor disagree regularly, mm-hmm. respectfully over the phone. I don't do it at church, and call them out. But it's like, if I don't agree with something, I'm going to call them. Right. And there's, this was about 50, <laughs> like, 50, how this thing go roll. And if you like, most people ain't stand at a church where they 50, 50 agreeing mm-hmm. with somebody. Like right. we at least got to be 80, 20. Like it's a relationship but right. it's like, it could be a 50, 50 thing sometimes with me and the past, but I love them. I respect mm-hmm. them and things like, so that's what I mean by you oh, stick yeah. out like a sword. Because most yeah. of the time people aren't going to stick. They'd be looking like, why are you here then? You
1: know,
0: it- I know he's, he's going to hear this. So I
1: say this with just full honesty and transparency. He and I had a conversation just because there were some things that were just in my mind. And, uh, you know, you and I are a lot alike. Like, I can only hold this for so long. Right. And then I just got to <coughs> say something.
0: Mount Vesuvius is about to blow.
1: Right. But he's a really good guy. You know, he's just a good man. Uh, you, you don't find that often in, in leadership.
0: Oh, no, I you agree know, with that there are no 100%. There no scandals.
1: You know what I mean? He's never been in a scandal. He has a really good heart. So when you have something, you can actually talk to him about it. Right.
2: So I like, appreciate like that. Like the LeBron James of the ministry, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no <Yeah>. scandal.
1: <laughs> you can you can just talk to him about it, and he'll actually – Now, it might be 50-50 whether you see some change, you know, right. or soon or whatever, because he might not agree, right. but he's going to hear it. Right. And he's never – to my knowledge, offended, you know, by the way you approach him. And he doesn't need yes men because we're not. Right. I'm, I'm not a yes man. I'm not.
0: And neither are you. <laughs> right.
1: And he respects that. You know, he respects that. And so I, I appreciate him, you know, for that.
2: This yeah. would probably like, be the I'm perfect like, time for me to tell him that I've been meeting to call. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right? Just yeah. listen right now, right? I'm
2: going to call you. Right.
0: <laughs> no, you do what I do. No, you do what I do. You say – it goes both ways, you know. You could call me, just like I could call you. That's what I tell them. Just be like, hey, the, you know, the phone worked two ways. Yeah, yeah, you know. So that's something I would say, being facetious. He know,
2: I'm being facetious. So, right, right.
0: Um, so Steph,
2: you gotta, you
0: got, you got something you want to hit? I on? I do.
2: Um, <clears throat> so this came to me the other day uh, when I was in the shower, right? Um, and I I hopped out the shower and I journaled. Okay. All right. So it was a thought. That God gave to me. And it was, um, and the, the, I'm going to read exactly how I wrote it down. So uh, it says uh, most want, um, wait, hold on. Oh, most want to be fed. Oh, most, uh, so being fed, the, the the key to it is being fed versus being nourished, right? Um, and uh, it, the, it says that there's a difference between being fed and being nourished. Nourishment create, creates a health imbalance. Being fed is temporal, right? God wants for us to be nourished, right? Um, so uh, when you look at the definition of being fed, is it says to to give someone something to eat, to intake, right? Nourishment, it says in the definition, to cause growth, supply with matter to cause growth or bulk, promotes health, to furnish with nutriment, right? A pastor, a teacher, um, and just anybody that's out here in in the world, a person. Can feed us, but God creates the nourishment. That is something that is completely different. Sunday service can feed us. It's one day out the week. Mm-hmm. Six days out the week, you can be nourished by God. Really, seven, because He can still, you can you can take that word from somebody, be fed by that, and it creates the nourishment. We eat more than once a day, hundred percent, right? But that's how that goes to show that that is temporal, right? You eat in the morning, you're fed in the morning, you're fed in the afternoon, you're fed in the evening, and you continue the cycle. But one word, right, can feed you, but then God can create the nourishment within your life, mm-hmm. right? We surrender our lives to God through Christ. That was one word that fed us, but then created a, a lifelong of nourishment. Understand? So the key to this is is to seek God for ourselves, to, to maintain that nourishment within him, that balance, that health. So like me and Shonda and Brock were talking about pre-show and I this was and this is a transparent moment I told myself that I I, it, it, I didn't tell myself but it's been I've been pondering on it a lot more that I need to dig more into the word. Now yeah I' listen to the, the Bible in one year. I actually do it from the app now, not from the Bible app but they had their own app, which is kind of dope now. Um, And then I listen to the Bible Project a lot on different things when I really want to understand a book in the Bible. Um, They do a really good job of breaking down to where you can understand. So these are all tools, right? But you have to saturate yourself personally, not just with the highlight of the day or the verse of the day, because that gives you a brevity of whatever that chapter is. You have to saturate yourself with those words So, like we said, filling that file cabinet, those words can be brought back to you at different times. Right. I was in the shower the other day again, right? And I heard, all things work together for the good to them that love the Lord and to who are called according to his purpose, right? I said, you're called according to your purpose, so all things are going to work together for the good. Whatever that situation was that I was dealing with, I had to fill a file cabinet up. With those different words for God to be able to use those, That's right. I know He's tired of using the same words with <laughs> so, so He's like, "Yo, you gonna need some more scriptures in here." Brock always says, "What my James, friend, one. Yeah, James one, James one, two one five, say, two <laughs> two 5 Yeah, yeah. Oh exactly. Yeah, we like a. We, go ahead and look it up if you want. <laughs> <Every> <laughs> go ahead and say word. it, no, Go no, ahead and no, say
0: it. No, say you know no, you want to. It's kind of almost of like choice, that song. Is- <laughs> it's like a song that once somebody it just come right to your head, and you be. Humming it, right? Like, as soon as you yeah. say James one, two, or five, Steph would be like, oh, I got, I, "I'm gonna do it! I'm gonna do it! I'm gonna!" Now, literally,
2: <laughs> anybody else? Y'all, I'm always raising my head. And like anybody else wants to say that, I'm the first person raising my head. You sure nobody else? Stefan? <laughs> yeah. I read, it. but yeah. So that those are those kind of things, right? So where um, I wanted to share that because that is something that's been on me and. I only like to share what I'm actually going through Mm -hmm. and what's actually working for me at the moment. And that is something that I know that we all need. Um, And it's something that even you said, Sean, if you don't mind me sharing that, you said when you first um, surrendered your life to God through Christ, the only thing you had, you didn't have any help. You said you went through three years of just saturating yourself with the word.
1: Yeah. I didn't have a dictionary. I didn't have a, a Bible dictionary. I didn't have a concordance. Um, I didn't have all these tools that I have now um, to adequately, you know, get information. All I had was that baccalaureate Bible that they give you when you graduate, and Holy Spirit. I mean, and I, that's all you got. That's all you need. Well, that,
0: that's 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 even me. I got I got the Holy Ghost the day before I left for college. Right. Like now, I come from a saved family, but the day before I left for college, I got the Holy Ghost. And <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> yep, and. When 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 that's all you got, but but that was the greatest experience for me because at that at that moment I had already been raised in a Pentecostal church where it was or apostolic excuse church where it was very traditional. So this allowed me to get free from that and just start to read the word and try to get understanding for myself. And that's when a lot of my liberation in Christ started to happen because I started to ask questions that I didn't hear being asked. I started to wonder things that Jesus was saying that, you know, the thing that used to always stick to me, Shonda, was the, these things that I do shall you do, but right. even greater. And I'm like, where's the greater? <laughs> Cause exactly. I'm reading all this stuff Jesus is doing and I ain't seen a bit right. of the greater. So it's like, why am I not seeing the greater? And even remember what you, Steph, I said, because for our listeners, me and Stephan, uh every morning we um, try to uh, read a scripture to one another. One of us reads the scripture and the other one prays. Yeah, it's So usually mm-hmm. around like 9 a.m. just before Brock walks into the gym. <laughs> right. <laughs> so We're we, we going back to that gym at 9 a.m. thing. Um. So, but... Um, see now you made me. What I was about to say, you see that you see that the devil is using this guy. <laughs> Jesus. Go ahead, Shonda, it's gonna come back to me. Thinking <laughs> back, me, back, in, it's take cool. you back
1: from what you said and, and Stefan, like the, the things that we didn't we didn't have. You know, all we had was um the Holy Spirit. But the the absence of evidence is not necessarily evidence of absence. You know, God will evidence his word. You know, faith. Manifest substance. So all I had was the word, but look at me now. You know what I mean? And it started with just having nothing but the word. That's it. You and know, that's all you, you need. Now. Right. You got, you got the Holy Spirit and then went off to college. Right. So did I. You know, from 18 thing. years right. old. But look at us now. Look at where we are. Look at the substance that has manifested when people would look and think, I don't see anything, you know. Just hey, the absence of evidence is not necessarily evidence of absence.
0: Bam, I'm gonna stamp that on the uh for the for the you know I do the pre pre show the the stamp I'm gonna snap that. But it was about faith, mm-hmm. mustard seed. Remember we had that conversation, and and the thing that I said to Stefan is everything that's in the word is there for a reason. I, I like uh, people the thes the ands, the the, even though I know it wasn't written in chapters and verses, but I'm just saying everything that's in there, and that's why it's important later on to have a concordance, a dictionary, mm-hmm. so you can understand that not every love is the same love. Not every right. word is the same word that we use in context of today right. and things like that. Like Stefan always talks about fear, uh, fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, oh, no, knowledge yeah. but the fear that... W- is used isn't the fear that we it's think revere. of is right. revere. Right. So, but I talked about the mustard seed. And the thing I said to Stephanie, the fact that it says, if you have faith of a mustard seed and you tell the mountain to move, it'll move. And I told Stefan that that sh- lets me know how important faith is because, and how hard it is to really have true faith because if God is, saying in his word if you just had a faith of a mustard seed and you tell the mountain to move that means that and i don't know if people ever really looked up a mustard seed i don't think so (laughs) when you look it up you'll be like that's it like it's almost like you know you've you've like that little speck
1: the tiny seed but they don't think of the substance of the seed like it's a strong seed right it's small right but it's powerful
0: but it's powerful and what it produces
1: is amazing Is
0: amazing from this yeah. little bitty seed. Right. And that's why I'm saying is we have to understand that you have to have that. And that's why I say, Lord, just give me that mustard seed faith. Right, right. If you and could that's just the
1: start. context right there. Right? Like you tell somebody, you know, you just need the faith of a mustard seed. Like you don't need but a little bit. Just a little like bit. a little bit of just faith. Just a little bit. Can produce amazing results.
0: And people don't understand <clears throat> that. Yeah. And, and, and to me, but it shows how hard it is to get there, too, because when if you think, oh, that's the only kind of faith I got to have to have this to be done, but nobody's doing that.
1: You know why? From the time that we're born, we are taught to use our senses. From the time that you get here, you know, you're looking to make sure your kid can see, <clears throat> you know, little bells to make sure they can hear, you know, you're checking all the things. We are taught to use our senses. So when you encounter faith, there is not a sense that you have that's strong enough to battle an enemy that you can't see.
0: Wow. But When
1: all you are taught to do is follow your senses that you can see and hear and smell and taste and touch. When you have an enemy that you can't see who is strategic on the level that you can't imagine, your senses are not going to work for you. So when we encounter that, we're baffled. That's why we need to be taught and trained. Like, don't just tell people what faith is. Put them through some faith exercises. Like, blindfold. I blindfolded myself to walk through my own house. Because you can be in an environment that you've been in your whole life and not be familiar with it, unable to navigate your circumstances even though this is where you live. This is where you are all the time and you're still unaware. So how are you going to navigate in the spiritual realm when you have difficulty with what you can see?
0: Mm-hmm. Wow, that's heavy right yeah, see, there. The, ahead,
2: the, a lot of people struggle with the faith part because sometimes faith is immediate, and then sometimes or the results of faith is immediate, and then sometimes the result of faith takes time. Mm-hmm. You know, so we look at it from a perspective of having everything immediately. So I I know it's gonna work out today. Fast I know food it's gonna, society. Yeah, I know it's gonna work out today. I got faith it's gonna work out today. I got faith that I'm gonna get approved for of this mortgage today. Mm-hmm And it doesn't work out. So then you lose faith, not because the commitment that God said, like me and Brock were were talking about it recently, and we were talking about uh, everybody kind of cuts the coupons out of books and things like that, but nobody uses God's word, and they cut those pages and use those towards God. Use his word to him. Right. Right? So then it's the exact same thing. So you take that and you say, no, you said it's going to work out. That's faith. If God tells you to do something and he makes it a declaration, God has to keep his word. So you say, I know it ain't going to work out right now, but I can guarantee you
0: it's going to get done. Well, you know, you know, it's funny you say that. And I didn't bring this up when we talked, but I and I just recollected to me this time is even the enemy uses God's word against him. And we don't Right. remember when Satan tempted Jesus, he yeah, didn't tempt, he tempted him with the word. He's isn't it written mm-hmm. that if you jump off this mountain, that the angels will catch you. Like he literally, he wasn't, that's how you know, like the enemy gonna even use God's word right. against him. Because that's why before Jesus came, that even the ones who live for God couldn't be with him because what well, they've seen, <laughs> they, they, they come in with me. They come on, right. come on. Cause it was no grace. It was no intermediary. There was no Jesus.
2: Yeah. So when they die, they went to hell. Even 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 before then, Jesus is praying in the in the garden. All the disciples asleep. Can you stay? Can you he goes, he goes to pray, then comes back and they're still praying. I mean they're still asleep. Then he says he's gonna go pray again. Then he comes back and they're asleep again. So that shows us that us is in the human nature, it is it it is literally in us to already give up. Anything.
1: How did Lucifer take a third of heaven with him when he failed? Like, you already, you already here. So, is it possible that even then faith was being t- like, how do you not hold on and you're already here and you exist? But it's
0: that free, world? it's the free will aspect mm-hmm. that even, even those beings have some sense of free will to be able to do what they did. Because even, you know, is it Ezekiel that talks about the king of Tyree and now it switches over from talking about the king of Tyree to the principality that was on him. It talks about the Jews and you were, you were the first amongst the, the, mm-hmm. the angels, the chief, and the Jews covered your body until iniquity was found in you and things like that. So it, it begin to get heavy when you, <laughs> you really, really start to, to, to dig deep into this thing. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, but, but what you brought up about the nourishment every day, we need nourishment from Christ. It's just almost like, like water. Like you can survive off water. I mean, eventually you have to find a source of protein for your body, but water can sustain you. And, and even, and even God has set us up where if you don't have water for a few days, your body still has enough that can hold you until you find a water source. Like think
2: about that, so, <laughs> yeah, so when you start to,
0: to start to think about,
2: I mean, it. I mean, going into these to these different things that we talk about, and we all know, like we were talking about uh, certain experiences and certain things that we were talking about, like you know, I hate talking about here to be honest. Mm-hmm. You know, so many people talk about it, and it's like it's usually used against people. Yeah. Instead of drawing people to God through love, they usually draw people to God through fear. I've never wanted to promote that. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I'm probably one of the least per- people to probably talk about that. Yeah, it's, it's a very real thing. Right. But I want, I, I try to promote the experience of God through Christ through love. Oh, yeah. Well, that's how it right. should it be. It should Jesus. be. Yeah,
0: no, Jesus, it's supposed to Jesus be. Jesus did that. That was his tact. Right. Jesus didn't come to them like, you gonna do this? You gonna come follow me, or you going to hell?
1: Right. It wasn't even made for, for us. What, what exactly. is that?
0: With loving kindness. Have I drawn them? Have I drawn them? Love covers a multitude. Yes. Of sins. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I mean, at the end of the day, that that that's that's really what it comes down to. So um, I guess it's on me to uh, <laughs> so I'm gonna add a little uh levity or brevity to the situation. Um, so what's what I want to kind of discuss, and we can end it on this topic, or somebody else. We might do a block is hot. I'm pretty sure Shonda got some hot blocks too <laughs> to drop. But um, where I've been at lately, I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, I watch a lot of videos on YouTube of different ministers, different pastors, different bloggers, and things like that. And I brought this up to Stefan the other day, um, and we can kind of keep this conversation going because me and him didn't really get. That deep into it. But I've been noticing more. And I think it was right around the time of the the Trump presidency that I started to see more of this whole liberal church, conservative church, reform, Calvinist, um, you know, all these reformist church, Calvinist church, liberal church, um, you know, all of these terms. And I'd be, and, and, and I almost felt like, am I in the dark? Or is that just a, not a, is that more of a mega ministry slash white evangelical space? Because you don't hear them type of terms within black church spaces. Right. So it just got me to, to wondering why do we find, and, and it kind of brings me to the last show we talked about, Shonda, about um, AME and you know, when we talked about dating outside of your faith or dating outside of your religion and how even within your own religion, but different denominations, people argue and fight and things like that. But how do we find ourselves literally battling for souls, but battling in a way where we're literally arguing about labels? Like how do we how do we become a church of labels where it's like at the end of the day, what what, what what do these labels matter? And now if somebody is, I don't have to tell you that somebody's a false teacher. If you got the Holy Spirit, it's gonna let you know, right? Because the person is going away from the Word of God. If you ain't preaching birth, death, and resurrection, did <laughs> you? Like at that point, ain't nothing else you gonna say to me gonna make me listen to you, right? But when we start to get into, um. A person's—I think the term you used on the last show, Shonda, was um, truth stays the same. Facts change, Mm -hmm. but the truth remains the same. Right. And it's like we're—we're not got to a point where we're in a post-truth. What is truth? And we're arguing about these labels with even within the church, where it's like, and I know conservative and liberal within the political standpoint, right? But now even within the church and. All this other stuff. So I, I would say, you guys,
1: it, it shouldn't be. Um, you can't argue truth. Like nobody's arguing truth. People argue facts. They argue feelings. Nobody's arguing truth, because if you if you really want to know the truth, all truth leads you back to biblical uh, precepts and concepts. And all of it, even science. All of it leads you back to biblical principles. So there's no argument about truth. Um, And we don't have the privilege to remain silent. You know, we don't have that.
0: We don't have the right to remain silent?
1: No. You don't have the, being silent is a privilege because it absolves (laughs) you of taking a side. You know, it absolves you of even getting engaged in, in the fight. We don't have that. You know, we don't have the privilege to stay silent because we have the truth. Bishop used to say to us all the time, and I, I hear it in my head. You, we don't argue about who's right. You, you find out what's right. You know, when you know what's right, you'll know who's right. So yeah, it, people aren't concerned about souls anymore. People are concerned yeah, it's about, about who, taking sides and, and who's gathering. right,
0: yeah. and who's wrong. But right about what? You understand what I'm saying, Steph? Like, what, 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 what is the right or wrong? Like, at the end of the day, there are some truths that we know. Mm-hmm. We know that Christ was born, lived, and died for the remissions of our sin. Mm-hmm. We know the truth. The Bible tells us the only sin that you won't be forgiven for is blasphemy. Mm-hmm. Now, we even argue about what's considered blasphemy. Some Well, I mean, it's almost like the Trinity discussion, like how far does blasphemy go and Things like that. I mean, I know I've just heard these same arguments, like the Trinity arguments and things like that. But it's like, if somebody has a way that they do church, and they want to be more like a Stephen Furtick, or more like a TD Jakes, and then you have people that's more like a a Fred Price, or more like a um, um what's what's the um. Light skinned guy who has the church in uh, New York. Older guy, um, I can't think of his name. Bernard. Jordan. No, it's, I think that's his last name. Is Bernard? A F Bernard. Uh, e. E. Uh, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. But I'm just saying he's more laid back, more you know things like that. Why do you think, Stefan? That we we you you bring up the point you brought up when I brought that up before about the labels. When we talked uh, on the phone this week. About the labels? Yeah, about we have to feel like we have to label <laughs> everything. And you brought up like the patent office or something was like, you don't even remember.
2: Bringing- oh, 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 to feel like you were the first person to discover it. Right. But really, I mean, within the church, it's, it's, it's like, you know, like goes back to the scripture, "House divided within itself will not stand. Mm-hmm. Most people argue points, you know, without really coming to the revelation.
1: Right. And then. Nobody has discovered anything. You know what I mean. Like Columbus didn't discover America. You know, nobody's discovered a biblical principle. It's a biblical principle. You know, you you weren't the first because somebody wrote it. You know, this is. You know, <laughs> Jesus was born. He lived. He died. His death left a ticket in the earth for any and everybody to access so that you would be able to go where he went. That's the truth. People argue about, do I need a ticket or not? Because he loved me so much, if I don't have this ticket, which is Holy Spirit, if I don't have this ticket, I'm still going to get in because he's all love. I love my son. I'm a chasing him when he's wrong. I love my son. But he sometimes he's on punishment, and you don't have access like you used to because you're on punishment. While you're on punishment, there are some things that you have to complete so that you can get off punishment and regain access to all that you lost because you ended up on punishment. If I, being an evil parent, love my son enough to chasten him to make sure he learns how to self-correct, how much more so?
0: That was a scripture we read this week. Really? Yeah, yeah. Matthew 11 also, and 7.
1: You know, God being a loving father chasing you, say, hey, you've lost some access because of what you did. Self-correct. Come on back. This is, these are truths.
0: And I welcome you back like. like the prodigal son.
1: Absolutely. But if you decide to stay out there, you forfeit your ticket. I didn't take it from you. You laid it down. I don't love you any less. It's your choice. I'm just not, God's not going to fight you for your choice. He's not going to fight you for anything. Why are we arguing about that? Like no one in the body of Christ should be having an argument about heaven, hell, how you get there. Is it real? These are truths.
0: But but I, I don't even think that those arguments that I hear when I watch these videos are even their argument. It, 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 it becomes like political arguments, like white evangelicals and... Um, you know, uh, abortion laws and changing laws and trans laws and same-sex marriage laws. And, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, and it, it, it's like.
1: Because people feel like no one should be allowed to have an abortion. Got it. Understand how you feel. Personally, wouldn't do it. Still not, not your body, not your choice. Women still have the choice to decide what the. If God doesn't rob anybody of a choice, what makes you think you can have a political bill that does just that?
0: Well, no, I mean, the Bible taught us that laws work, and that if you give them to them, we'll follow them to a T. The Bible shows us that.
1: Yeah, because people are really (laughs) following (laughs) it. No, I'm just – I'm I'm being – because
0: we know they couldn't follow laws. Go ahead, Steph.
2: No, I mean, yeah, it's it's all a piece of – I don't care what's your toppings. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> All the way to the fathers through the son. so people right. can believe whatever they want, mm-hmm. right? As long as you take that exact same thing, he's the baker. You know, right. God, he's there making the pieces. You want that on your topping? He's gonna let you believe that. That's okay, right? You believe that that you surrendered your life to Christ. You know, there you go. You can believe however it is on the end, we all going to figure it out and, and discover that in time, Right. whatever it really is, you know. But at the exact same time, I, I don't like to really get, you know, into those conversations with people because everybody's on so gun ho and it usually creates division. Mm-hmm. You know, people will argue a point and then there is no resolve. I don't really like to talk about things that we don't, no we can't resolve. respect, respectfully disagree. Anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And it, there is no resolve. So it's like, all right, well, well, we'll figure it out. We'll see. So people like to just use those different things and they anybody's going to push their point, you know? So I guess I would have to say sometimes we all just got to be on the neutral side to say, hey, listen, that's what you agree to, or that's what you believe. That's what you believe. Right? right. But at the exact same time, you have to look at it. We're all on the same team.
1: I can tell you this for sure. And there's not a person on earth who can argue with you. you'll find out for sure if heaven and hell is real when you get there thats my leave, point when you leave here you're gonna know for sure but i would rather be at the grocery store than more money with more money than what i need than not enough i'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it
0: so you're saying you're gonna make sure you got your uh your your lamp
2: gonna be filled
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah! I'm gonna be speaking in tongues on a regular basis. We'll make sure everything's still working like it's supposed to.
2: Hey, hey! Just like I said, some people don't even know they have something. I think I told the story one one time before, and I've like uh, it was a uh, you know, an ex before, right? And she had the uh, the, she didn't know, she was driving around with the aux cord, mm. in her car the whole time. Aux cord playing from the aux cord, whatever. Discovers after driving the car for some years. There was a Bluetooth button. So the whole time she had Bluetooth. Right. She was stuck with the idea that she needed the Mm OXCORD. Do you think she plugged into the OXCORD ever again? No. No. Because then she discovered she had Bluetooth. So in due time, (laughs) you'll figure it out. You don't understand it now. It is what it is. Hey, I don't have to argue the point. You can tell me. No, I don't have. I know for a fact I don't. Okay. Right. No problem.
1: There's no argument to be had. At all, you are entitled to how you feel.
2: Like I said, the pizza thing—you get whatever toppings you want of your pizza. But, but I guess the, the the main thing I
0: look at it is this: it needs to be about souls, and it's not about soul. G, G Christ said, "Let the wheat and the tear grow together." he will do the separating. Why do we feel like we have to do the separating for him? Like we literally feel like, uh, uh-uh, you wheat and you tear, and you wheat and you tear, and you wheat and you wheat and you wheat up. You a tear like, no, that ain't our job. Like your job at the end of the day is to share the gospel that in an effective way that will help people navigate towards Christ. It's not even to bring people souls in because we can't bring souls in. All we can do is give the information that helps people navigate towards Christ. I can give you the direction of where to go to get there. Now, I might use, like, think about this, Shonda. If, if if somebody came in this office right now and said, hey, how do I get downtown? Now, you may say, all right, well, jump on M10. M10 to take you as soon as you come up M10. M10 becomes Jefferson. You take Jefferson, and you go down, and you downtown as soon as you come up. Right. Stefan may say, all right, you jump on the lodge. You, you jump on the lodge. You take the lodge straight. Once you... Come up to Lodge. Lodge becomes Jefferson. I may say, uh, you're gonna go out of here. You're gonna you're gonna go northbound, or excuse me, you're gonna go southbound. And once you hit southbound, you're gonna see a sign that says 10. Take that. That's exit 40. Take that exit. Come up. You just go straight. That's gonna uh, that's gonna be northbound. It's gonna be about 10 miles. You come up. We all gave the same. Sent the person to the same place. The way we gave it to him was just different. Right. It didn't mean that you were right or I was wrong or I was right and you was wrong or stuff. We all gave the same direction to the same place. Right. We just went about it differently.
1: Just different perspectives and vantage point. This is how you're like, okay, I live downtown. Right. So this is the route that I take. Right. You know what? I'm downtown on a regular basis.
0: I usually go this way. Right.
1: Steph like, you know what I don't go down there that much, but when I do, (laughs) I go this
0: way. You know. Same thing. Same thing. Yeah. But but we will sit here and be like, no, don't listen to her. She don't know what she's talking about. So right. this is what you do. Instead step be like, neither one of them know what they're talking about. Right. So, so this is what I do. <laughs> like, don't listen. They, they, she giving you a conservative standpoint. He right. giving you a liberal standpoint. But I'm going to give you the cool standpoint. Like, does it matter? You're still getting right. down time.
1: It's just like the four Gospels. Each of them told the same story from their perspective. Luke was a physician, so he's going to have some different terminology. He's going to have some medical you know, terminology. Some were fishermen, so you're going to get practical, um, a practical telling of the story of the, or the life of Jesus, just depending on what Matthew you Matthew
0: was a tax collector.
1: Right, so he's going to have some, a financial piece in there, but all of it's about the life of Jesus. It just depends on your perspective. This is who I am. This is what I was doing when he called me. So I'm going to have a vantage point of him from this side. You know, I, I'm a counselor. So he's going to talk to me in a different kind of way because my brain works a certain kind of way. You do construction. So he's going to use some different terminology with you, some practical things, because that's how your brain is wired.
0: I'm a gigolo. And, I'm <laughs> and there you go. <laughs> and there you go. There you go. No, but... um. Great conversation. I think this was a good freestyle. Hold on, hold on, B. So, yeah. uh, Just
2: to go go off of Shauna's point, right? I was going to just pull a random picture, right? Just to go off of that. Okay. And I wanted to see your perspective, your perspective, and then mine. And I'll tell you what mine was, right? Okay. So, I'm just going to pull a random picture real quick. Doom, 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 doom. This is fun. Let's see what he's going to pull up. One second. Let's see. It was just on a uh, story. Um. Here it is, right, right. So you see this, all right. Here it goes. Look at Sean. There it is. So you see that? That's actually a video, all right? So they're looking at the video. Looking at the video. Is it over? I'm not no. still playing. All right. What did you get from that when you saw it?
1: I mean, it looked like um, almost like a a three D image of a video in. The, in the safari or in, in the forest, uh-huh. beautiful animals, uh-huh. you know, um, African animals. Mm-hmm. So it almost reminded me of the Lion King almost. That's right what on. I thought All
2: right. B.
0: Uh I don't think it was a 3-D picture. I thought it was like somebody with a good camera uh-huh. or a good phone uh-huh. on a safari taking a video. I saw a gazelle. I saw a giraffe. Uh-huh. I, um. I saw a beautiful big tree. I couldn't tell if that was a rock above the giraffe's head. Uh Um, And then as it moved over, I looked like I saw some cars on a trail. The
2: first thing I looked at when I saw that, I was looking at the trunk size of the tree. I was able to look at the animals, but then I looked at the trunk size of the tree and I'm like, these trees have been here for a long time. Look how it's canopied over. It's canopied over so it could provide the 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 sh- uh, shelter for the giraffes because it was obviously giraffes right. here. Pick it from the, uh, the tall trees. And I think they call those, uh, it starts with a B, something. Birch? Or no, like a um, it's briar tree or something. It's something it like that. I can't remember the name of it. But no, we all. But my standpoint or my perspective, like Shonda said, was much different mm-hmm. because mine automatically went towards what my giftings are. One of them. Right? Constructing, development, engineering. So I'm looking at that and I'm like, man, look at the integrity of that tree. You know, that tree is designed to canopy over those giraffes. And I'm looking at that and they're pulling foliage from from the tree. Shonda's perspective was different. And so was mine. And it was definitely along the lines of what your giftings are. You looked at the whole picture, but then you saw some fake areas. That's what you were able to point out. I see it looks like it might be fake. Is this real? <laughs> right? Yeah,
1: it did look. Yeah. There you
2: go. So you're able to kind of pull out some things that w- it w- within that area. So that's exactly like you said within the Gospels. I never really looked at it that way, to be perfectly honest, since she brought up that point. And it's a different vantage point from each person to where you can kind of see the differences. So now I'll go back and look at the four Gospels and look at it a little differently.
0: Right? I brought that up on the last show. <laughs> Apparently you weren't listening. You know what? My Vance is putting my. Really <laughs> no, I'm being funny. I'm being funny. So before we go, Shonda, the block is hot. Do you need anything that you need to drop Listen, before we go?
1: Y'all know the block been hot, and you know the block has been hot since the end of March so oh, yeah. I'm just gonna go ahead and and address the elephant in the room because I've been asked about it probably twenty two times
0: oh god
1: the the slap they called the slap heard around the world when <laughs> when uh will Smith slapped Chris rock with the hand of the ancestors
0: yeah um me and Stefan went hard on this for about two three days solid yeah um and then it just after that it just kind of Died down. So we, we're a few weeks removed um, from it now. Yeah. But I, I'll just say that um, at the end of the day, if I was Chris Rock, I would sue Will Smith, I would sue the ABC, and I would sue the Academy, all for $100 a piece, and I ain't saying nothing until I see y'all in court. And, and then on top of that, I felt as though personally that Will was wrong, Um, that – at the end of the day, especially as a black man, we don't resolve our issues with other black men that way over something that was never a non-physical um, situation. So that's how I looked at it. And at the end of the day, if you felt it was disrespect, because at the end of the day, that's where perspective comes in. What one, one person's disrespect is another person's joke and all that other stuff. You know, I grew up playing the dozens. Yeah, so some of the stuff we used to say about each other, and, and your mama and these nuts and all this other stuff. You know what I'm saying? So I got into a fight over there. You know, so that that's how I looked at it. Um, I mean, I could go deeper, but it, that was just my overall perspective that I thought Will was wrong, and I don't think that the slap was about Jada's being disrespected. I felt like that slap came from 53 years of frustration and things.
2: Steph? Man, can't nobody open hand smack me like that. I'm going to be honest with you. I already knew as soon as I seen the smack, it was like, you know, I know some people make some mistakes because we got some people in our family that are very impulsive. You know, I've I've got a family. Our intermediate family is, I would say, a, a bit aggressive, right? And some of us can really be impulsive. I wouldn't say I'm probably one of those impulsive people. I'm, I'm probably one of the ones that think a little more. Brock's impulsive. Caillou's impulsive, <laughs> First and foremost, no, no, you ain't about to put me no, in the imposter. No, <laughs> nah, you, it, it depends about on the day. Do. It depends on the day of the week. And right? same thing for nah, you. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> all right. So look, so I look at it like, you know, uh, uh, going through these things, right? We all make mistakes. But the thing that determines somebody is the resolve. There has been no resolve. Right. right? It's still up in the air. So n- I don't agree with it at all. And I heard a couple people saying um, that's how women should be protected and all of this kind of stuff. You don't protect somebody by disrespecting another, for one. Right. There should have been some dialogue, if anything, if somebody was offended, joke or not. I know sometimes some jokes can get offensive to people, right? There could have been some dialogue after the show, mm-hmm. right? You just don't walk up on stage and smack somebody. It was extremely disrespectful and Definitely would have been some thunder and some rumbling, right. if you know somebody yeah, like uh, like Shannon said. He like that tucks would have came right, off. Right. Yeah, that yeah that tuck. Yeah, no, it, it would yeah it would have been a real problem. You know, and you just open hand smacking me in front of millions. I got to do something. Right. I got to hit you with the back of your head or something. Trip <laughs> you? Up stage. No, he ain't no trippy. He smacked yeah. you. Man. No, I got you. Yeah.
0: Go ahead, Rabbi.
1: I, I felt like that too. I don't think um, wheel slapping. S- Will slapping Chris was the disrespect, you know, uh, with the joke. Now, did you feel disrespected or were you actually disrespected? You know, and I, I think um, th- there's a difference between those two things. Oh, absolutely. And I think, uh, I don't think he was slapping Chris. This is just my opinion. I think he was slapping Jada. And I think Chris was just the, the easiest one to get away with. Um I absolutely think it was wrong. Now, have we all had a moment that we wish we could get back? Absolutely. I've said some things that I wish, like, oh, I wish I had caught that. And I've done some things like, man, if I just waited a couple more seconds, I might not have done it. So I reserve, you know, judging him and. Oh yeah, trying, no, yeah, yeah. So many yeah, people no, did though. I'm not, I'm not you know, going, you know. But yeah, I, I didn't But I, I'll just say, say his this: his the, Chris. the worst
0: thing is that. That night was going to be a combination of a 30-year music and acting career leading to you getting an Academy Award. Well, we thought maybe you should have got it for some other performances. Right. And and nobody's talking about about that after that. Literally nobody's talking about the fact that you won that Academy Award and nobody's talking about the speech you gave because it sounded like you was making excuses for what you did. So unfortunately that's where we're at. Um, mine's real quick isn't a, a block is hot I'm just going to bring it up real quick But I just want to Send a shout out um, to our first Black woman judge Ketanji Brown Jackson she was confirmed Um, So it's good um, It only took 250 years Or 233 years however long But uh, we have our first black woman uh, Supreme Court judge And uh, so that's a good thing Um, To have Steph Anything real quick
2: uh, Not really <laughs>
0: I don't really know no, no it's cool if you don't have nothing you don't have nothing. Not really, no. All right. Well, um we're going to close the show out. So, uh any closing uh, words, we'll start with you, Rabbi.
1: Um I'll just close with one of my favorite scriptures and it's, it's not in James. So, if you don't need it. <laughs> 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 Thank you.
0: Thank you somebody else getting.
1: The <laughs> <laughs> second Timothy um chapter 2 verse 4. No man that wars. Entangled himself in the affairs of this life, that he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. You know, our entire um, being should be working towards pleasing the one who has chosen us um, to be a soldier. You know, we should be about his business. We should be um, a walking example of soul winning. Like, our life should be set up to draw souls. You know, we should be set up where love comes from us so greatly that it attracts people to us, that they want to know how is it that you have this amount of love? How is it that you function like this in, in the world? How is it that you're so bright in the midst of all the darkness? Our lives um, should be like that. We shouldn't be so entangled in all this other stuff that we have to explain who we are or feel the need to identify ourselves as Christian. The way we live, who we are as people, should do that for us. So if that's not happening for you, eat a little bit more of that work.
0: Hey man, thank you. Thank you. And I know that you brought up entanglement too. So I'm just I'm just, <laughs> entangled twice. So I just I just wanna know that was some shots being fired by Shonda. <laughs> so,
2: oh, I'm sorry. I couldn't no, I, I just right heard entangled right. twice. So you just go ahead, Steph. All right, Proverbs 27 27 and 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Um, This one is to really talk about the table I'm at right now. You know, we have a lot of pre-discussions, and a lot of the the discussions are helpful. You know, me and Shonda have had some talks not only yesterday, but today me and Brock have talks all the time. And I'm just going to say, don't be willing to – uh, waste your sharp knife on dulling it on whatever somebody else dulled their blade on also. You want to be able to be sharpened by somebody else that's trying to be sharpened, right? So you want to grow with people that are willing to grow. That's the exact same thing as what I'm trying to say. So um, go in a direction, um, in a positive direction, and, and look at the people that you have around you because I've heard a saying and I'm pretty sure it's it's lingering around on Instagram. It's a guy that says, and he says, show me who your friends are and I'll show you your future. Right. You know, so that's very important that you're, you're very, very cognizant of the people that you have around you. You want to be around the positive people, the people that actually bring out God in you that talk about God, because those, those same people that you have around you that talk about that when you go home, it is going to force you to want to dig deeper into God, also, um, so you got to be careful around the people that you have around you, the circle that you have, and and allow those people to sharpen you just as you sharpen them. So,
0: Amen. Thank you, Steph. Thank you. Um, I'm just gonna end with this, um, and it's kind of the piggyback what Stephen said, and I know Lauren is in here, um, but you know when I always introduce the show, I you know welcome to the road to the is where it's not about the road, it's about the journey. And the thing that um, when I say that and how that's become the slogan of the show is the journey part. And the journey that we have taken you all on and the journey that we hope to continue to take you all on is a, is as I hope has been as great of a journey for you all as it's been for me. But no journey is ever as good or as bad as it could be. But it also depends about who the people you're taking that journey with. And I've been blessed to have the people on this journey with me that that lift me up, that build me up, that motivate me to want to be in my word more, that motivate me to want to um, study more, people that um, lift me up, a, cha- uh, um, a, um, a chain is only as strong as its weakest link. And at the end of the day, I remember Shonda, when I used to take her class a while ago, used to say that you need to be the weakest chain in your link. And when I have discussions with them, I always feel like that, I'm the, that I have people lifting me up as opposed to me pulling them down. And I'm thankful for that. So make sure that at every waking turn you examine your circle and are the people that's in your circle that's on this journey that we call life with you, lifting you up or bringing you down. And with that being said, I just want to thank you all for listening to another episode of Road to Damascus, where it's not about the road, it's about the journey. And until next time, thank you for listening and God bless.